Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. Well, hey everyone, welcome to our Sunday conversation. We're really glad that you've joined us today. Um, I hope you're in your pajamas because you're not going to get this chance ever, ever again <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to kind of be in your pajamas. No, we're really happy that you're here. And, uh, you know, we're, we find ourselves still in some interesting times mm-hmm. and church is kind of changing uh, really all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of pastors that we For all sure. follow and churches that we follow mm-hmm. and they're just doing things different. And it's kind of where we're at right now. And I think it's really important we just make the most of the opportunity and we make the best of this opportunity. And uh, so we, we kind of, as you can see, we've kind of gathered together. We've, we've had some conversations with one another about what we want to talk about today. And, and it might go a couple of different directions, but we just really believe more than anything else that the Holy Spirit is on this conversation. And I, and I, I would really encourage you, as even as you're sitting in your home, um, where two or more are gathered, God is in the midst. And His presence can be just as strong in your home as it is when you've come to our uh, our theater and our own Sunday morning services. Um, he, he's just as much with you right now as He is at any other time. And um, and so I just even feel led right now. Can we just welcome Him? Yeah, <laughs> Let's sure. just welcome the Lord sure. into this conversation, yeah, sure. into your home. And so God, yeah. we do that. Yeah. We Thank welcome you, you here. We, 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 we realize right now that you're here. We put our faith in the fact that we don't have to work or earn or deserve your presence. You so want to be with us that you're already in our home. You, you were waiting on us this morning. And um, so we just welcome you. We welcome you into all the homes across our city. And uh, we just thank you that you're going to do a mighty and powerful work today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And let me just say this too before we get going too much. Uh, I think it's important that you don't need a worship team to worship. Uh, and I, we, we've been having some incredible times in our home because that's honestly the thing I'm missing the most in this. I actually believe yeah. with all of my heart God's doing something in this. Yeah. I'm not just trying to get through this season. I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what are we supposed to get from this season? What are you trying to do? What, what, are, what are you saying to me right now? How can I make adjustments in this season, not just to the... To, to church in terms of responding to the coronavirus or anything like that. No, is there, are you using this to get me to look at things a different way, to get us as leaders to look at things a different way? Uh, what is church? Redefining church in some ways. And so one of the things that I know for me personally, I'm going to miss the corporate worship. That is something I am going to miss. That's the hardest thing for me in all of this uh, is coming together. But I will say this, you can still worship. Yeah, have, yeah. You don't have to have a worship service Absolutely. to worship. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, Cody, you guys were saying you guys had a worship service in your house last yeah, night. Yeah, Wednesday night. We would normally have been at youth mm-hmm. on a Wednesday, but since we can't be, we're at home. And um, we, we popped on a couple of songs, started worshiping. This goes on for an hour. Mm-hmm. And like I've got an eight-year-old little boy sitting in the floor with his arms raised on his wow. knees. I've got a, a daughter that's sitting on the couch, praying in tongues, worshiping God. I've got one crying on the floor because she misses her dog. (laughs) We had all those views. We got to get you a puppy. No, we don't. (laughs) No, we don't. But, you know, it's beautiful that all all you have to do, it's not complicated. No. It's really not complicated. The kingdom isn't very complicated. And ushering in his presence isn't complicated. He says, if you ask... In my name, I'll do it for you. That's so good. So I'm like, Lord, I, I want my children to experience your presence. Mm-hmm. I want us to have the same experience as we would on a Sunday yeah. in our home. 
and now is the time more than ever before yeah. for parents to start leading Come on. in directions that they've never led in before. That's really and that's what we want in our home. And so I'm like, if I make the room, I know it'll show up. That's so good. Yeah. Lord, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put on a song. You don't yeah. have a favorite song? Reckless Love is the go-to. <laughs> just or, play that or, or Waymaker. Or Waymaker. Either one. They're competing right now. But uh, it's just God wants to move. Yeah. yeah. All the time. For sure. Right. He wants to reveal his character. He wants to reveal his nature. Mm-hmm. If we'll let him. Yeah. And and I'm just I'm just charging everyone. This is our charge to our own family. Don't miss the opportunity that is that is uh, afforded to us in this time. Yeah, for sure. Um, don't waste moments not pressing into God with your kids. Yeah. I heard a prophet say at the beginning of the year that that this was a season, Malachi four season of of hearts of children returning to fathers and fathers to children. Yeah, that's good. And what I was when I was looking at that, it's even it's even talking about children's hearts being drawn to their parents actually yeah. looks like their children following their parents as their parents are following Jesus. That's so that. good, man. And mm-hmm. that's what I want more than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we started praying after we worshiped last night and I, I pray for my kids all of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that I, I never, it's one of the things on my checklist every day yeah. that I will not miss a day yeah. of praying for them before they go to sleep. I'm going to lay hands. I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus over mm-hmm. them. But last night it was different. Uh, it was the first time that they had heard me speak to their giftings mm-hmm. and their talents and their God-giving things that are on the inside of them that I know wow. that they like to talk about. Yeah. And it was like, as I started prophesying and speaking life into them, mm-hmm. their eyes started lighting up. Wow. Yeah, wow. And they start crying under the presence wow. of God. Yeah. I got two crying and one asleep. <laughs> and and that's what it's all about. Come on, like, yeah. If we can't lead our homes, yeah. We don't need to worry about meeting in a church setting. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I don't need anyone else raising my kids for me. Yeah, that's so good. In man. the kingdom. That's so good. I need to do it myself. Yeah. And so that's where we've been. Let's yeah. let's kind of stay right there because yeah, exactly. I, I think that um, it's you. You may be kind of sitting there in your home thinking, "Yeah, well, good for you, Cody. You're a pastor. Yeah. You know, you've yeah, been sure. you've prophesied in in big groups, and um, I just because <clears throat> because of my personal experience, I kind of want us to talk about like. There are some hurdles to kind of get over when it comes to doing things yeah. like that with your yeah, family. Right? Sure. Some people are just more comfortable yeah. doing yeah. that, and some people aren't. Me yeah. personally, I'm more uncomfortable. I'm actually yeah. find myself kind of more comfortable in the big church setting than yeah. kind of like doing stuff with my family right sure. there. Because oh, yeah. they know, they know everything about you. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> they they see the good and the bad. Yeah. How do we? Maybe you can chime in on this. How do we get over? maybe some of those hurdles and and actually do this in our homes for the next for however long we have to. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, this is not complicated. You do it. Yeah. You're not going to randomly have an anointing of calm, an anointing of peace, an anointing of whatever going to come on you and all of a sudden all your nerves go away. Mm-hmm. We have to remember this. We are called to live by faith. That's yeah. Good. Everything we do, leading my family, leading a church, whatever you do in the marketplace, it's all done by faith. If there's not any anxious feelings, if there's no lack of courage at times, you're probably not doing anything by faith. Right. Faith is not the absence of fear, the absence of nerves, no. Faith is the ability and the willingness to do something that makes you uncomfortable, that doesn't seem right, that doesn't seem normal to your flesh. You gotta remember, we're flesh beings. And there's this war constantly going on where our flesh is trying to stop us from yielding to our spirit. And our spirit's pushing on the inside, trying to come out. Yeah, let's, let's do this. And that's why you have that, 
like, man, I want to do this. I know this is the right thing to do, but what do I do? There is no magic pill. There is no magic formula. Yeah. You do it. You do it the first time. Even yeah. the other day, we've even been practicing. Don't act like this is something we're, oh, let me tell you how we've been mastering <laughs> this for the last 20 years. <laughs> right. No, it's still things we're working through, even in our own marriage where it's like, hang on, we need to, we've got to ramp up. We've ramped up how we declare things over each other. I know even for me and you, that's something yeah. we've actually done yeah. lately. Hey, what would you like to hear me declaring over your Absolutely. life? And so and grabbing each other. And it is, it can be an awkward moment. Mm-hmm. It's awkward until Holy Spirit shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he shows up and he shows when, up when you step time. up and when you go and, for it. And when you do and that and when you step up, as Absolutely. awkward as you may be feeling, until the Holy Spirit shows up. And that's what I love every single time. He is faithful and just every yes. time. Yes. He honors the, the, the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. When we take a footstep, he's not asking us to take a quantum leap. And maybe for if you're at home right now, you know what a footstep for you might be? It might be, hey guys, uh, can we just watch this video? Our children's team's building videos. You've got children's curriculum coming at you this morning as well. You've got these videos. For some husbands, the step of faith they might need to take is say, hey, we're all going to sit down and watch this. Yes. Maybe a, maybe you're in a home right now or as a husband where you've never even done that. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Maybe good job for you is not that you, you led your kid in the baptism of the Holy Spirit or you let them yeah. in a corporate. Sure. No, no. Maybe if this is a time for you to say, not be ashamed, yeah. not feel guilty because of what you haven't done as a father, what you haven't done as a mother. No, no. There is there is there now, no, no, therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are a believer, if you are born again, you are in Christ Jesus. You need to have that prodigal moment where when the prodigal son comes home, he thinks he has to lower himself. He thinks he has to take a position of a servant, not of a son. And what's the first thing the father reaffirms? You're net, you will never be a servant. I don't care how long you've been gone. I don't care how much time you've wasted. You will never be a servant. You will always be a son. You will always be a daughter. So even the activation of faith of saying, Hey guys, we're going to YouTube. This is how we use technology right now. We're going to YouTube some worship videos. We're going to watch this video that our pastors are putting out. That can be a step of faith. So wherever you're at in that journey, what's really Whatever makes you feel uncomfortable, do that. Yeah. If, that's if, if right. it's that's eat, faith. Yeah, that's faith. Yeah. That's faith. Yeah. You're acknowledging that something in your flesh right. is, whoa, this is something exactly. I've never done before. This is something yeah. somewhere I've never gone before. Mm-hmm. No, do whatever makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not going to get any easier until you do it. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you'll do it, Holy Spirit will show up every yeah. time and, and I, do something incredible. And I really believe that mm-hmm. the most important people that our kids need to see and hear from mm-hmm. living this life as a Christian living this Jesus following life is, yeah, is us yeah. yep. is mom and dad. And, mm-hmm. and maybe if you're a single mom, they need, they need you more than ever mm-hmm. to just step up and do the simple things. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be super spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like everybody here has just mm-hmm. said, just do what's right in front of you. Yeah. And that is faith. And I think mm-hmm. we're living in a day and age where technology is just so amazing yeah. and we have so much right at our fingertips. And I just want you to remember that God will just, he will meet you right where you're at, yeah. right yeah. where you are. And all, you know, I'm just kind of saying the same things everyone else said, but all you've got to do is just take a step mm-hmm. and he, he's going to meet you right there. Yeah. And supernatural life is not yeah. us being so amazing. It is just us doing life in faith and then God putting his super upon it. That's so yeah. good. And so that's, that's really good. all you've got to do yeah. to help lead your kids spiritually mm-hmm. in this time mm-hmm. is just step out, yeah. step out in faith and just trust that God is going to meet you right where you're at. Yeah. And just to confirm, what Cody said, 
what is God doing in all this? What's, yeah. what's he trying to do? He's, he's trying to reconnect homes. We, mm-hmm. We've even got schools canceling, and now schools are trying to figure out how do we get curriculum? How do we get the stuff in the hands of mom and dads mm-hmm. to even teach your homes? I think clear as a bell in all of this, God is reconnecting family, family. hearts of fathers to yeah. sons and daughters, hearts of sons and daughters mm-hmm. to mothers and fathers. That's exactly, I, I think you're right on the money. Yeah, yeah, and I was praying last night, if I could just share one more thing on this. And I just began to see... Areas and homes and rooms and homes that had have had terrible memories connected to them mm. being changed. Come on. Mm. Where, where we walk into our kitchens and we walk into our living rooms and we, and we can say, in that corner I was completely rescued and delivered from fear and anxiety. Mm. In on. that chair someone's back was healed. Mm. At our kitchen table God's peace came because we honored Him mm. and ate yeah. dinner together in the season. That's kind of a rare thing in our country yeah. right now, right? Yeah, for and sure. And so I'm just prophesying and believing that this is this is a season where your homes, our homes are going to be transformed mm. into places where God's manifested presence is there. Yeah. And there are literally environments being cultivated that transformation is being released from our homes. Mm. When we go back to school and when we go back to church, mm-hmm. we're going back with power. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I just encourage you to just attach your faith to it and mm-hmm. expect it to happen and start walking mm-hmm. in it. I love that, man. Mm-hmm. That's so. really good. That's good. Well, let's just kind of jump into um, some of the things that we felt like the, the Lord's been putting on our heart. Yeah. And Brayden, I'll just kind of kick, uh, kick it off to you and just kind of share um, really what he's been saying to you in this time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I don't know where we'll go with all of this. I've been alluding to some of this at some point. But again, the big question I've been asking myself is, Lord, what are you doing in all this? Yeah. Like, what what does all of this mean? What What's happening in, in, in all of this? Because if I'm just being really honest with you, I am not concerned about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm actually not concerned. And that's not to minimize... Yeah. It's not to minimize what's happening in our country or, or, or try to make people feel guilty if it's all that you can think about right now. I, trust me, I get that. And, and that, those are, that's being real. Mm-hmm. But I think what I want to know is, okay, Lord, I, I believe in your power. I believe in your sovereignty. For whatever reason, in your sovereignty, you didn't stop this before it started. Those are all, I think that's some of the real questions we're asking. Like, Lord, why is this happening? Why is this mm-hmm. happening to Christians? I, and and I, I don't, I don't want to get stuck on on things I don't know or will never know. At times, I'm just going to have to say, I don't know. I don't know. And that's actually, I think that's a refreshing answer to hear from spiritual leaders. Some of my personal spiritual leaders, I'm like, when I ask them questions, sometimes it reminds me of their humanity and their humility when they go, man, I don't know. Good question. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't want to go into places that I don't understand. But what I do want to do is say, Lord, what are you trying to show me? As a church leader, what are you trying to show me? As a pastor, as a a, a father in my home, Mm -hmm. as a husband, what are the things that you're trying to show me or you're trying to work through me in this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and again, it, it comes back to I'm not worried about coronavirus. You know, last week we even talked about this. You know, Psalm 91 says, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I actually have to believe that word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that, okay, I have, I have to have faith mm-hmm. in that word that no plague, no virus is coming mm-hmm. to my home. It's, sure. When it says that in Psalm 91, that's now the word of the Lord. That is the word of the Lord. No different than when Jesus tells his disciples one time, hey, let's get in the boat. We're going to the other side. That when he said we're going to the other side, going to the other side became the word of the Lord. So so what we see is while watching how Jesus responds, even to his own words, they were still the words of the Lord, even though they were his words. Mm -hmm. How he how did Jesus respond to the word of the Lord? He says we're going to the other side. He got in the boat and did not care what was happening around him. Yeah. He went to sleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the most shocking thing to the disciples was, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. 
I know you said we're going to the other side, but things changed. Mm -hmm. You said we're going to the other side when the wall water was calm. You said that we were going to the other side when there was no coronavirus. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to say no plague was going to come nigh my dwelling. Well, when's the last time the United States experiences a plague? It's like we don't even know how to. It's easy to quote those scriptures until there's a plague. Mm -hmm. And now we've got to ask ourselves in that moment, am I responding to the word of the Lord the way Jesus responded to the word of the Lord? Even when you go back to into Exodus, when there's the, the all these plagues are uh, are actually being used to to deliver the children of Israel, he tells the children of Israel, on the last the last plague was, uh, kill a lamb, eat the lamb, which there's power in that. I don't have time to go into that. Eat the lamb. There's significance of communion mm-hmm. and having that on the inside of you. But then he says, paint the blood on the doorpost. Mm-hmm. Notice when they painted that blood on the doorpost in the evening. Yeah. So what's the, what's the what was their assignment? What was the what was the word of the Lord? Paint the blood on the doorpost, then go to sleep. Wow. What, what did Jesus say? We're going to the other side, not go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to ask ourselves, is the posture of my soul, is the posture of my mind sleep, yeah. rest, rest, calm? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, continue to declare the word of the Lord over that. Right. And so, again, I want, I want to get to something else. <clears throat> so I'm trying to remind myself if I, start, if I start feeling the anxiety, if I start feeling the unrest, if I start feeling the fear trying to come into my home, because that's the thing I'm the most concerned about is not the corona, it's the fear. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, 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 so I'm, I'm asking myself that real question, am I asleep? Mm-hmm. So now I push that to the side and I go, okay, I'm asleep by faith. Mm-hmm. Now, Lord, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm just being really honest, I think the Lord really is resetting some things. Mm-hmm. I think he's resetting some things. You know, as a church, we talked about that we felt like in, in this season, the Lord was calling us in, in the year of 2020. He was he brought to our attention 2 Chronicles 2020, believe the prophet, so shall you prosper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm asking myself in this season, how am I responding to prophetic voices in my life? Mm-hmm. I think as the church, when we hear the prophetic voices, and, and as Christians, we immediately go to leaders in the church. What are the leaders in the church mm-hmm. saying to do right now? So we're looking to our, the leaders in our church to give us the answers of how big a groups we should meet in, yeah. how should we go out. We're, we don't even realize we're doing it, but we're subconsciously looking for a word of the Lord to come from <clears throat> spiritual leaders, and our, and our mind says, well, those are clearly the ones in the church. Well, are they? Is it possible that God has kingdom assassins, I'll call them that, <laughs> kingdom assassins inside our government that just like as church leaders, we're trying to, we're, we're seeking the Lord as to how to lead our churches. Mm-hmm. That those elected officials, kingdom elected officials, kingdom believers, are believers, kingdom assignment people that they said, you know, my calling's not to the church. Mm-hmm. My, my, my calling's in government. Yeah. My callings as a mayor or, or a teacher or a director of the CDC or an employee at the World Health Organization. I think sometimes we don't acknowledge the power that's in our government. Yeah. And right now, this is the thing I'm the most concerned about. Mm-hmm. We're so divided as a country against our, in our government. Mm-hmm. There's never been a stronger divide. Mm-hmm. And there's also never been more negative talk back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. There is no honoring right now in our country. Yeah, no, no honoring going on. There is no honoring going on. There is no submitting to authority going on. We live in a day and an age where we are literally like encouraged to resist authority. Yeah. We're encouraged to don't take their, they don't know what they're talking about. They might be racist. They might be this. They might be Republican. They might be Democrat. They might be, they might be pro-life, perch. All these things that are dividing, and now we're actually encouraging people to speak up in division, speak up in resistance wow. to authority. So, 
That's good. Here we find ourselves, and, I, and, I, and this is what the Lord talked to me about, was this story about Joseph. Joseph has this dream that his, he's going to be this great leader and his, you know, his whole family is at some point going to bow, down to bow down to him. And he got this from the Lord. These were Christian people. Jo and I don't want to tell the whole story, but Joseph goes through all this stuff. He gets, he gets falsely accused of some things in Potiphar's house. He finds himself in prison. And, and all of a sudden, he's still, in, in, in all of that, he's still cultivating, though, a prophetic gift. Uh, the ability to interpret dreams, mm -hmm. the ability to see into situations and speak the word of God into situations. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's prophetic. Mm -hmm. The Lord was honing that thing. He had that prophetic dream when he was a kid and his whole life was about sharpening that prophetic gift, sharpening that spiritual gift. So we fast forward the story all of a sudden, because he's shown himself faithful in prison, all of a sudden he gets an opportunity to exercise his spiritual gift, gift of prophecy with an elected official. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh. Now, I don't think they elected Pharaoh. I think uh, there may be some. I'm, I'm, just right. go with me on this. He was one. in power. I don't know a lot about Pharaoh in Egyptian history, but yeah. he was in power. Mm -hmm. And God uses a a uh, a heathen, mm -hmm. an ungodly man, Pharaoh, and He gives him a prophetic dream. Yeah. We got to think about this. It was Pharaoh's dream, not Joseph's dream. Wow. So He puts the dream in the non-God believing heathen leader, heathen government official, mm -hmm. and then He connects him supernaturally with Joseph, a kingdom guy that's hidden in one of his prisons. And how he even heard about him is a miracle. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, a kingdom guy comes and he gives the interpretation to this dream. He says, well, here's what this dream means. Here's what this dream means. But he didn't just stop with interpreting the dream. He says, now, given that that's the dream, let me give you a kingdom strategy of how to save this country in a time that's coming. Because remember, he prophesied you're going to have good years, then you're going to have bad years. In the good years, we need to save up. So then there's something, there's something coming. We have something when those bad years, the years of famine come. So the Lord literally gives Joseph a kingdom strategy about how to handle a situation about a plague or a virus that was coming. And so in all that, God promotes this guy or God promotes this guy through Pharaoh. Pharaoh promotes this guy, not in the church. He doesn't promote him in the church. He doesn't promote him in the temple. He promotes him inside the Egyptian government and says, hey, this guy has strategies that we all need to listen to. This guy has the strategies. Here's, here's why I think that is important. In that day and age, a kingdom strategy coming from the government. Now, how it got there is not, let's just put that to the side, but think in terms of a, Christ, a, a kingdom strategy of how to save God's people came from the government. Now, fast forward. We're in a time where our government officials are telling us how we should be handling the situation in some ways. Mm -hmm. Hey, no, no meetings. That's why we're, you heard some of the dates we get, we've given. You me tell you where we got those dates? The CDC. Yeah. The CDC said, don't have meetings of 50 or more for the next eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Then our president, president of the United States comes out and says, don't meet with groups larger than 10 for the next 15 days. Mm -hmm. So just like we said in, in one of the other videos that we posted, I have to believe that potentially God is restoring not just some things in the church, but maybe he's restoring honor for people in elected positions and maybe getting us to think, wait, could they be hearing from God? Yeah. Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. It doesn't say seek ye first the church. Right now, I think Christians are seek ye first the church. And they're trying to, and some are ignoring the, what could be kingdom advice coming from people in government positions mm -hmm. and it's dividing the church. Wow. Yeah. Did y'all have service? Did you not have service? Mm -hmm. Did you gather in this or did, well, hang on just a second. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're fighting each other mm -hmm. and
instead of fighting the one that's causing this. Sure. That's really good. And so I'm tired. I'm trying to tie all this together because I have so much to say about this. But it's like in this season where we feel like God's saying, believe the prophet, yeah. so shall you prosper. What if that prophet is the president of the United yeah. States and he doesn't even know it? Mm-hmm. Wow. What if that prophet is someone elected, an elected official that's working at the CDC, that's working at the World Health Organization, and they have a prophetic strategy of how to squelch this disease out? And yet we're sitting here saying, well, how would they know? We're the church. We're the spiritual ones. We hear from God. Says who? What a prideful, arrogant position to take. We've talked about this a lot. Right now, I don't want to think that I have the answers. What I want more in my life and my family, my church, I want the hand of God. I want the grace of God. God gives more grace to humble people. Yes. Humble people can submit to other leadership. Yeah, that's right. He gives more grace to the humble and he resists the proud. Mm-hmm. So right now as a church, and I'm speaking to the, the church at large, stop resisting mm-hmm. the government. Stop resisting those that you think you know more than and just at, at a minimum assume, hey, maybe God's using this to restore honor to positions. Because oh. eventually, if you, can't res- if you can't honor a natural position, what's going to make you think you're going to honor a spiritual position? Yeah, exactly. If a prophet comes and speaks a word from the Lord into your life that could change your life forever, yeah. but because we've been so conditioned and trained to resist authority, they don't know everything. I've got my own opinion. Wow. I gotta, I'm going to blog. I'm going to comment. I'm going to do this. And it's like, wait a minute. You continue to resist authority in all these other areas, then God's going to bring spiritual authority into your life, and you're just going to magically flip and believe. It's not going to happen. And I actually believe God's resetting some things in the grand scheme of things in the kingdom and drawing the church into kingdom thinking instead of church thinking. And some of that kingdom strategy, I actually believe, could be coming from people that we don't even we don't even realize. Again, Pharaoh had the dream. Let's not let's just remember that Pharaoh wasn't believing for a dream. He wasn't believing that God was going to rescue the country. He just was going to sleep and God put the dream in him. So I just think we got to think about things like that. And that's that's what I think God is doing in this time on so many different levels is he's he's. It's a change in perspective. 100%. Everything should be a change in our perspective. We should begin to see things differently. Um, and and that, that goes to our families, yep. to our marriages, to our parenting, to our government, yep. to church. Yep. All of it is, it's, I kind of wrote this down as you were talking. We, we have to, we're at the point now where don't stop asking the question, why is this happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost a waste of time if I can just be blunt. Yeah. It's like, cause, and I, and I kind of struggle with that. It's like, that's the question I really want to ask and I want to stay in frustration. Mm-hmm. It's like, why, why do I have to wait so long to do anything in mm-hmm. this town? Why do, oh, uh, this is, you know, that's the wrong question. It's the, a better question that we can all start asking ourselves is, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. God, what are you wanting to do right yeah, now? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and I think that'll, that'll kind of help, help all of us. I want to go back to something that you said, and, and Leanne, I want you to kind of uh, chime in on this. Um, you talked about um, you're not, not necessarily scared of the coronavirus, but it's more about the fear. Mm-hmm. And when fear and anxiety and things try to come in to um, our mind, mm-hmm. into our life, into our home, um, we have to resist that so that we can sleep in the boat, yeah, so to speak. We have to right. resist that so we can rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Leanne, why don't you kind of tell us just some practical ways? Yeah. Like what are some practical ways whenever fear starts to come that we can actually resist it yeah. and, and, and be at rest? For sure. I think it's really easy, <clears throat> you know, to say, well, we shouldn't fear. We should just stop fearing and just have faith and mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when we break it down, 
how do you actually do that? I mean, what does this really look like? I don't want to live in fear. I want to live in faith. But what does this look like? And, you know, I kind of started thinking practically in my own life. um, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that some fear didn't try to creep in um, about the virus and my children and having to homeschool right now. That's Hmm. the most terrifying. (laughs) That's the scariest. That's really scary. (laughs) We don't know what to do with our kids in our home. I don't don't, don't know what to do. do (laughs) How do I be a parent right now? Why are you here right now? (laughs) What are you doing here? You're supposed to be at school. But I I think one of the first things is we do have to go back to that that story with Jesus and and how he just rested in the boat. Mm. And I believe that um, fear is a choice. And Mm. we can also choose faith. And so that sounds pretty simplistic, but I love the scripture, Isaiah 43, 1. And he said, God said, don't fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And God, so God actually commands us to not fear, which to me, we serve such a loving and good and faithful God. He wouldn't command me to do something that was out of my ability. And so when he says don't fear, which actually fear not is is said something like 80 something times in the Bible, wow. which to me tells me that it's well within um, my capabilities yeah. to yeah. not fear. Yeah. And That's so right. what I'm going to do is I'm going to choose to not fear and I'm going to choose to have faith. And yeah. I'm going to use things like worship, um, the word of God, set, opening my Bible, studying the scriptures, yeah. speaking them out of my mouth. I mean, you can't combat a thought with another thought. You combat negative thoughts which go on to create fear you combat those thoughts with the word of god the spoken word of god so open up your bible and and find those scriptures on fear find those 80 plus times in the bible where god said fear not and read about those people in those situations and read how they overcame fear um even him saying that the fact that he said fear not 80 something times Mm -hmm. meant you're probably going to have a lot of it to deal with absolutely i'm going to have to repeat this over and over and over again which means there's probably going to be non-stop opportunities for Mm -hmm. you to get into fear so i'm going to have to say this over and over and over again in multiple types of situations so again it's not anything to get condemned about about Uh getting in fear but one know that it's real and know that you actually can get to a place of no fear you can get to a place in rest so yeah it's Mm. attainable yeah Yeah, that's good well one of the things we talked about as we were kind of preparing Mm -hmm. for this um you had mentioned meditation yeah Mm -hmm. and um you know i think that word kind of has some connotations to it Mm -hmm. you know we all Mm -hmm. yeah we all kind of think about yeah let's cross our legs and yeah that thing (laughs) Uh, yeah i can't cross my legs either crisscross applesauce um but I want you to kind of talk about what, what is biblical meditation? Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's, it's really important right now. Um, I think it's important that we stay up to date with the news. Mm-hmm. We need to be listening to the news. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're, but we're getting a lot of mm-hmm. input from the world about this thing and yeah. about where we're at. So kind of tie that into to biblical That's meditation. Yeah. I, I fully believe that, um, you know, like Keith just said, it's so important to stay um, in the know and to kind of have the have the the news media's facts and things of what's going on. But we have the truth of God's word, and the yeah. truth has to always be our standard. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, we go back to the truth of God's word. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I I believe that we what we have to do is the truth of God's word has to be the loudest and most heard <clears throat> voice in our homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than the media, rather than Facebook or Instagram or any of your friends and all of their text messages to you about the virus and it's here now and it's here now and -and so-and-so has it and the word of God has to be the loudest voice. And so for me, just practically, um, I, this time can be really overwhelming as a parent, 
um, as a wife trying to figure out what to cook and there's nothing at the grocery stores, um, (laughs) trying to figure out how to do school with my kids. Mm. And, um, you know, even just this morning, I was like, you know what, I've got to take some time to sort of sit, even if just a few moments of silence, just sit with the Lord. Mm. And it's nothing super spiritual other than saying, I, I literally said this this morning out of my mouth. I was in my bathroom because it's one of the quiet places I can go <laughs> and shut the door. But I just said, Lord, I just invite you into this place. Mm. Yes, I know it's the bathroom, but I invite you into this place. And I invite you into my world right now. Mm. And I need your peace. I need your presence. I don't, I can't do this without you. Mm. I wouldn't want to do this without you. And I believe that in that moment, Mm. as I just took a step of faith, that he entered my my circumstance and my situation. And so for me too, practically meditating on the word is, is inviting him in, but then constantly thinking about scriptures that I know. Mm-hmm. And so if, even if you need to, I say this all the time, it's so important, write scriptures down on cards, sticky, sticky notes, just put them wherever you're at yeah. yep. to begin to learn them so that you can get them down in your heart. Um, so that when something comes and a fear tries to come or, or you begin to be overwhelmed or have anxiety, mm-hmm. you can say no. Um, the, the Bible tells me, fear not. I have made you courageous. You're an overcomer. And you, mm-hmm. those scriptures just come up out of your spirit. Mm-hmm. And so those, I think, are just practical yeah, um, ways to meditate. It's not about sitting in silence and saying, um, but it's mm-hmm. about inviting him into your, your world and then just speaking out of your mouth those scriptures mm-hmm. and really just thinking about them all day, just thinking about them, meditating yeah, on them yeah. and causing your mind um, to have to shift to God's perspective, yeah, yeah. out yeah. of the world's perspective into that's God's really, perspective. Yeah, really and good. I think you said something really good there. I want to highlight this. You recognized, and I think this is important. You recognized where you were in your soul. Hmm. It's like, well, how much? Because you brought up, well, because we do need to be informed. We do need to know what's going on. Yes. We can't follow and honor our, our government elected officials if we don't hear what they're saying. Yeah. So you can't block it all out. Yeah. But it's like, so you, you want to be informed, but then you also want to be in faith and all those things and feeding yourself. I just think it's important what you brought up. It's like I had to know, I had to recognize what was going on in my soul. Yeah. I think that's a question you have to ask yourself is, and every every now and then throughout the day, hey, where am I? Check in, check in in with your heart, check in with your soul, (laughs) check in with your emotions. Uh, Because if you can start, stop the tornado before it turns into a tornado. (laughs) When the wind just starts to pick up, recognize that, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing so hot. Mm -hmm. And, and so, and maybe it's, and I'm just thinking from a practical standpoint, well, Keith told me to be informed. So I'm going to turn on CNN and I'm going to turn on Fox news and I'm going to turn on all these news news stations to get informed. So we're sitting there listening. And the next thing you know, we're listening. It's like, oh man, well, it's, it's getting worse. We're, we look more like Italy than we look like Korea. Well, man, what happened in Italy? And the next thing you know, when you start to feel that wind blowing, you go, wait a minute, I'm feeling this. That's good. <clears throat> It'll let you know which side to feed. Sure. What it, you, yeah. you, you start and or stop feeding wherever the wind stops blowing. Mm-hmm. Where is that? Where is sleep again? Where is rest? Yeah. And so if, recognizing when that is, because here's, I think we would all acknowledge this. Sometimes you look one, sometimes you get in a situation where you look up and you're like, I've literally been in a panic for about the last four hours. Yeah. Four, I've been, and I didn't do anything to combat this. I didn't do anything to turn this ship. I didn't do anything to, to stop this tornado from. <clears throat> and so I think being, having a good awareness of where am I, how am I doing right now? Checking in with you, checking in with your heart. Like you said, being aware of, okay, this morning, 
you're getting up and you're like, okay, we're filming today. Mm-hmm. We got this to take care of. I got Evan. Do mm-hmm. I take her? She's teething and slobbering all over the place. And no, oh, she's got a low grade fever. Does that mean I take her? There's a thousand other things. And having that awareness when the thing starts to ramp up internally, when yeah. it starts to ramp up, go stop, <laughs> stop. Yeah. Peace be still. Yeah. Peace be still. And, and it, just knowing when, because again, I want us to stay informed, but more importantly, we yeah. want us to know when to take those thoughts captive, mm-hmm. start meditating on the word and start getting that, getting that fear. That's really good. So, well, and one of the things when it comes to, to that and knowing where you're at, it's really important that we, we realize kind of where we're at. So even on the front side of it, we know how much we should take in mm-hmm. when it comes to the news there husband and wife in a home mm-hmm. the husband may be able to handle more coronavirus news than the wife yeah that's true Look, it, it just point. is what it is and yeah. be honest and not be not be feel shame that you can't deal with as much news that's, that's you good. still need to be informed that's but be point. on the front side of it mm-hmm. yeah. you know where it's like hey i know kind of about the 23.4 minute mark uh get over into fear you know it's, yeah. it's starting, it gets too much yeah, yeah. it's okay to kind of Cut it off right there. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that, in other words, we're in a battle, mm-hmm. but don't pick battles that you don't need to pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. don't fight ones you don't wow. need to. That's yeah, that's, that's really smart. So, also, I just can't get this out. When we, you were talking about meditation, I remember what Bill Johnson has said: the world and all the other religions, meditation is about emptying your mind. In Christianity, Christian meditation is about filling your mind. That's really good. That's and um, we have to fill our mind with, with His Word. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.